1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Fire up for pro football.
0: That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom.
1: This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't care. We play some competitive sports once in a while. Would oh, Would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here on Football Sunday. Let's get into the games of the day to wrap up this show. I'm a little bit nervous, especially after last week was so incredible that this week's going to be a bit of a dud. Do you have the same fear as I do? Nope. You think it's going to be really good? I think we're going to have two
0: incredible
1: games today I'm, I'm nervous because on paper there is one clear better team in each matchup okay the chiefs are favored by seven for a reason and despite the fact that the niners have beat the rams twice this year the night uh, the niners are nowhere near as good as the rams are they're just not um uh, I, what okay. we saw last week was the most gifted win in the history of gifted wins to the Niners, who couldn't do a damn thing on offense against the Green Bay Packers. So I'm a little I'm a little bit nervous that we're going to see two duds today. I would love I'm going to go in though with your uh, positive attitude, and I would like to have two amazing games today because last week was so incredible. And I know we we were here Sunday morning. I don't know if you experienced it the same way I did last week, Rashad. No, I didn't. Why I had a
0: migraine that was, oh that's right was just that's why I wasn't here last week, folks. I just I had a, I woke up in the morning, and I thought it would be okay. I took some ibuprofen, I took some migraine medicine. I was like, okay, this will be fine, and it just never got better. And so honestly, I couldn't even enjoy the football games last week the way I wanted to. I'm looking up, I'm like oh, like I couldn't scream, react, and do anything. I just had a splitting. Headache. So I wasn't able to enjoy as much as I wanted to last week, uh, So I'm looking forward to, to it. I apologize.
1: That sucks. I was, I was literally like, I'm not kidding, especially watching Rams Bucks. I was giggling because the game was insane. Like the comeback was happening, and the Rams kept fumbling the ball. And it was just like I didn't have a dog in the fight. Like I had my bet, you know, in the game and and I do small bets, so it's not a big deal if I lose it. But I was obviously pulling for that. But it was just like I was sitting there almost like this is some of the most incredibly chaotic, insane stuff I've ever seen. It was great. And then it was topped in the next game. And I just I was sitting there like I said, wow, every five seconds in Bill's Chiefs. Just wow. Oh, my God, this is happening. What is happening? This is incredible. Gabriel Davis caught his fourth touchdown. I was like, this is incredible. I can't believe we're witnessing this. So, I hope that we get anything close to that this week. I want to begin with the first game, and that is Chiefs-Bengals. Chiefs are seven-point faves. They are definitely the better team here than Cincinnati. They may have potentially played the real Super Bowl last week against the Bills. Those two teams might have been the two best teams in the entire playoffs playing each other last week in what was an instant classic. And... On paper, they should dominate this Bengals team. But I don't know if that's going to happen. What we've seen from Cincinnati has been nothing short of incredible in the same way. And what we've seen from Joe Burrow, when faced with enormous pressure, last week included, he was sacked nine times against the Titans and was constantly under pressure, and it didn't matter. He still won them the game. Sure, he didn't get any touchdown passes. He still threw for 350 yards, by the way, and that went over the Titans. Um, Joe Burrow makes things that seem impossible possible. Right. And what he's done so far this playoffs is incredible, and I want to make this very clear. The Chiefs' defense has way improved from where they were in the beginning of the year. Remember, we were talking about the Chiefs not making the playoffs because their defense was so bad after they started, what was it, two and three, Mm -hmm. and they lost a couple of bad games. They are playing much better, and if if Matthew is back from his concussion and he's fine, then that's going to be huge. He's a huge part of that defense. But their defense is not a great defense. It's not. And Joe Burrow and this Bengals offense is a great offense. And I honestly feel like the Bengals are going to come in and keep this game close and exciting all the way to the end. Earlier in the regular season, the Bengals beat the Chiefs by three in a high-scoring game. I think it was 38-35, the final score. I think they can keep up with Kansas City. I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep up enough with Kansas City because what we saw at the end of last week was against the number one defense in the league in the Bills, and they could do nothing to stop Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and that entire offense. They couldn't stop anything. I think they'll be able to keep up and keep it close. I just don't know if it's going to be enough to actually win the game. The Bengals, that is.
0: So far in these playoffs, uh, the Bengals are third in, in yards allowed. You know, for the playoffs, mind you, not as many teams playing, but so far throughout these uh, three, uh, these two games, excuse me, they've only allowed uh, 738 yards. Now the next is the Chiefs. So as far as yards, the, the the advantage goes to the Bengals as far as having just a little bit uh, better of a defense. However, um, they haven't had to see a Tari- Tari- uh, Tariq Tariq kill. Uh, they haven't had to see a Patrick Mahomes for whatever reason. And I'm not sure if you notice this, Travis Kelsey is always open. Like, very seldom do you see Travis Kelsey catch a ball and he's like double covered or or that you know there's really uh tight defense, you know, over the top of him. Like he's always super wide open. Like Gronkowski, there was always seemed to be a guy, like he make these amazing catches. Like, damn, that was a great catch, Gronk. 'Cause he'd always have somebody draped over his shoulder or something like that.
1: Because Gronk wasn't the same or isn't no. the same root runner route runner that no. uh no. that Kelsey but is.
0: Travis Kelsey is just always wide freaking open just to catch the ball and and make a play. And so that's not something that the Bengals have had to deal with just yet. You know, you you look at Tennessee and um, you know, they got some good receivers and everything, but obviously Julio isn't the Julio that he used to be and you know and, no he's and, nowhere close no and so like they haven't seen anything like that well they had darren right waller hand. in the yeah. first game no yeah darren waller so again darren waller great tight end probably what the th- third or fourth best tight end in the league uh right now he went but, seven
1: for 76 against him in that game
0: as a but as a as a route runner and as somebody has such a because you know renfro is amazing you know we know hunter, hunter renfro is a is a really explosive player and really underrated receiver. And so that just you know kind of creates a lot of open open opportunities there for the Raiders, man. Travis Kelsey, no matter who they're playing, is just wide open all the time. There's just there's very few people that can stay on uh, to stay with them and stay on top of them. So I don't think that's what what Cincinnati's dealt with thus far, but I do think their defense is a little bit better. And then offensively, offensively, who's stopping Jamar Chase? Nobody. Like, there's and again we talk about guys that are just open. Like Jamar Chase just makes play after play.
1: After I do play. think that's why Teron Matthews' health is very important here because they're gonna be double covering Chase. Oh yeah. Especially on deep routes. So you're gonna need your safeties to be able to play well.
0: And so Tyler Higby has to be has to be great for his team today. You know well, that's the Rams. Um Rams, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um T Higgins. Uh, T. Higgins, thank you. T Higgins has to be uh great today. Like we've seen some games where T. Higgins hasn't really been as uh meaningful hasn't played as meaningful a role boy late has. in the
1: regular season there is a game when Higgins had like 12 catches for 200 yards yeah or he something. was
0: killing you know but then I think the next game he had like man four catches and it was you know it's been he's been up and down so if if Jamar Chase is going to be double covered man he has to be great you know today and I, I think I think the Bengals have a chance I think people are kind of discounting them because of the history you know right you know they haven't won anything in 30 years and But I'll say this: the last two AFC Championship games they've been in, they won. You know, I mean, granted, I mean, if if, if nothing else, history is on their side uh, right now. So I think I'm I'm pulling for the Bengals. I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I really do want the Bengals to win.
1: The thing, the thing that I keep bringing up when I talk about the Bengals is that yes, their offensive line is an issue, but Joe Burrow this year in every single stat that I've seen against the blitz against pressure, is the best quarterback in the league. So their biggest weakness, the Bengals' biggest weakness right now is their offensive line, and yet their quarterback is the best at it anyway. So it, it's almost like it negates it completely. I think almost kind of like
0: he's inviting it at points. Like, I, think, yes. I
1: think what you're going to see is I think you're going to see the Chiefs only rush four and make Joe Burrow beat them with a blanketed – Secondary of defense, like the offensive line's bad, but he's great against pressure. I think they're going to go into it and say, "Well, then don't pressure him as much." Didn't maybe we'll that. maybe we'll get enough pressure with Chris Jones, who by the way has been very good some, since he's come back healthy. Maybe we'll get enough pressure by rushing three or four. I, I guess four would be the number um, by rushing four, because the offensive line is an issue, and we won't open up as many passing lanes for Joe Burrow. On the flip side. I'm very curious, are the Bengals going to try to keep the Chiefs off the field or are they going to try to keep up with them offensively? I think what you're going to see, in my my guess, is you're going to see a lot of Joe Mixon, especially early in in the first half, and I think you're going to see a lot of clock control because they're going to want to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field as much as possible, as much as the Bengals' offense is electric, and can, you know, score 60-yard touchdowns downfield the to chase and, and really move the ball quickly, I think their best strategy, especially early to keep themselves in the game, is don't let the Chiefs touch the football. And Yeah, milk that clock. If you can get the ball
0: first or at some point and just try to milk that clock as much as you can, you know, or at least get the chief, get the Chiefs into a quick three and out and then try your best to hang on to that ball for as long as you can and not give Patrick Mahomes a, a, a lot of time to – you know, and the thing, the great thing about mahomes is he doesn't need a lot of time, you know, and I, that, you know, there's some guys, Brady, you know, Rogers to where, you know, at the end of the game, like you're not quite out of it. If there's a minute on the clock, two minutes on the clock, you if know, there's 13 seconds on the clock, the 13 seconds, you know, we saw it like, you know, he's going to be able to make a play if he really, really needs to. And that's why I think this game is more about the defenses of both teams than it is about the offense. I think we think that the offenses are going to be able to move whose defense is going to be better. Whose defense is going to be able to make that last stand at the end to come up with that big knockdown or that big interception or that big strip, you know, the, the, the big fumble uh, recovery? Like, who's going to be able to do that? Because whichever defense is playing the best, regardless of whose offense is clicking, um, that's who's going to win this game. That's, that's, that's all it's going
1: to because the, both these offenses are too potent. So the defense can't make a mistake. I do wonder, you said get the ball first. So the, the latest trend in coin tosses is generally – the team that wins defers, defers to the second half, which means you get, they get the ball at the second half, which is a huge advantage in a lot of situations, in game situations. Oh, you know, we're down 14. We scored a touchdown, and we get the ball to start the second half. We can tie the game instantly. Or, oh, we're up by three. Let's score a touchdown at the end of the half and then try to really run it up to start the second half. But I'm curious if the Bengals do want to control the clock like I think they will. Maybe they they just take the ball immediately and then just start going. Take I mean, up take up the first if, if you can get a good solid scoring drive, even if it's a field goal, and you take seven, eight minutes off the clock because you're running the ball with Mixon, you're doing shorter passes, you're getting Boyd involved, you're getting Uzomo involved involved, you're getting T. Higgins on crossing routes involved. Maybe you get you take eight minutes off the clock, all of a sudden you're up seven zip, and it's like the Chiefs haven't even touched the ball yet. Maybe that's smarter than waiting to get the ball the second half of the It world. could
0: it could potentially it's like a good call. I, I don't think it's I don't know if there's anything good about playing catch up. Right? Like let's let's say the Chiefs go up 7 and then for whatever or either team goes up 7 and then you come back out the next drive and they make a mistake or quick 3 and out or you know they run nine plays and then the you know they the the punt team comes on like all of a sudden like all you're thinking on the on the sideline is please don't let these guys score. Please don't let these guys score. It's that that uphill battle that you love when you're in the moment, but you don't. We would rather not have an uphill battle. You would rather establish dominance early and go for it. I feel like the only time the coin flip matters is during overtime. I hate the overtime rules. I think they're stupid. It is what it is. I feel well, like
1: I, I want. I want to get to that at at the ten thirty segment. So don't yeah. don't spill all your thoughts yet. That was part of my, my part of my plan for this last hour here because obviously the OT rules back in full focus. After that game between the Chiefs and Bills, but we'll get to that. But yeah, I mean I think your I think your point especially is is right is whichever defense can show up more is gonna have probably be for the winning team. It sounds super game.
0: cliche, but the truth is you got two offenses that can't be stopped at this point. So the defense is gonna have to make a play on one of them – on for either
1: team. Little uh, you want a little break in football news here? Uh oh, what we got. Here is an Ian Rappaport tweet. Okay. The Raiders are expected to hire Patriots de facto GM Dave Ziegler as their new GM. Right. He was key in New England's fast turnaround, now turns his attention to Vegas. The next step is slated to be the hire of Tom Brady, Josh McDaniels as their head coach. Well, I thought they're going to get Tom Brady to be the new owner.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, I I don't think Mark
1: Davis is selling the team.
0: Listen, I, I am a big Josh McDaniels fan. I don't think the experiment in Denver, and obviously you know better than I do, I don't think that worked the way he wanted it to, but, you know, he was young and, you know, he needed an opportunity to grow up and to really mature as a, as a coach, as a, you know, as a, as a leader. I think the Raiders is a, you look at Shanahan and what he's been able to do, you know, as a, for, as a longtime coordinator uh, with San Francisco. And here they are the this, this third, second time in three years, he's in the NFC championship with an opportunity to go to the football. We know if nothing else that, uh, McDaniel knows how to call a play and knows how to work with a, a great quarterback. And Derek Carr is quietly the Raiders leader in every single passing stat that there is. Like that's something people, well, I mean, the care probably not, but Derek Carr is number one in like He's every single pa- passing stat that they have. So I think they'd be able to do some work there if that's true.
1: All right, let's get to the other game Rams Niners for the third time this year. Rams are three and a half point faves. Do the Niners pull off their third win against LA and continue to, to defy the odds? Or are the Rams just too hot at the right time? We'll get to that next. This is Football Sunday on the fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 the Fan. NFC title game is at 3:30 on Fox between the Rams and the Niners. We've seen the matchup twice. The Niners have won twice. First time they blew them out. Second time the Rams had a 17 zip lead at halftime. It was the last game of the season and uh, they blew it and the Niners came back and that was a bit of a more important game for the Niners than it was for the Rams. Although the Rams still had the division win that was on the line for them. Although the Cardinals lost anyway, so it didn't wind up mattering that they lost that game. But we've seen the Niners win twice against this Rams team. And as we've talked about, I believe on this show recently, I definitely have talked about it on the air before is the mantra, the thing that everyone says, is it's really hard to beat. It's the same team multiple times in the in the same season. That's not true. For whatever reason, it 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 became a thing that everyone believed. It's not true. Not at all. The stat was if you play them twice, the same team wins like sixty percent of the time. I think it actually went higher when you play them three times. Like it's even more likely to win three times if you're playing the same team. Um, so you know that that statistical side of it would point towards the Niners being able to win this game again. And they're only three and a half point underdogs. I mean, they're the sixth seed. They are definitely a worse team on paper than the Rams. And everything we've seen in this playoff so far would point you towards the Rams being the team that should win this game. And honestly, that's kind of what I believe too. It's what we've seen the last few weeks from LA has been nothing short of their best play we've seen all year. I mean, the Rams are clicking right now. The Rams are playing at a level similar to what we saw kind of at the end of Chiefs-Bills. Like, they're whatever they're doing is working. Their defense is playing at a much higher level. Von Miller is playing at his old Von Miller level, right? We didn't see a lot from him in the regular season, but he was a force last week, especially against Tampa. Aaron Donald is still arguably the greatest player in football right now and dominant on a daily, on a daily, on a play-by-play basis. And... Matt Stafford's been good Matt Stafford again. You know, the Rams are very much reliant on if Matt Stafford is going to be throwing picks or if he's going to be throwing touchdowns. And, you know, that's easy to say. Obviously, you're relying on your quarterback. But if you look at the games that they've lost, Stafford's been bad. And if you look at the games that they've won, he's been good. They don't really like they – don't, they don't usually win in other ways outside of the way Stafford plays. He's been playing really well. And the Rams have the best wide receiver in the NFL right now in Cooper Cup who is also always open, always, always open. Like it's, it's the amount of times I've seen him make a catch draped by a defender is none. Like he's always, he always finds that pocket that he needs to be in to make the catch. Uh, Oda Beckham Jr. has been playing fantastic since he got to the Rams. It's, it's revitalized him. It's, we're getting good OBJ again. And it's huge because they lost Robert Woods in the middle of the year to, to a, a season ending injury. So getting Odell Beckham in and having him essentially be the Robert Woods replacement is huge. And the running game is good again. The, it was decent to start the year. Then Daryl Henderson got a little bit slowed down. Then he got hurt. And then they went to Tony Michelle. And now Cam Akers came back from his Achilles tear. And yes, he did fumble the ball twice last week. And maybe as a case of fumble lightness, which is obviously nerve-wracking in the playoffs. But in just terms of pure running... Ham and Sony Michelle have been doing a really good job. They've got a very balanced offense. they got a top-heavy defense with Miller and with Donald and with Jalen Ramsey. They have some weaknesses on their defense especially, although I do believe Taylor Rapp, the safety, is going to play again. They don't have to rely on back out of retirement Eric Weddle in the same way if, if he is back from his injury. But I just kind of view this as the Rams are built right now to win. And they're playing at the level to prove that that is the case. And as much as it's been, a, it's been a great story for the Niners, boy, they're lucky they won last week. Absolutely lucky they won last week. If it, They couldn't do a damn thing on offense. And if it wasn't for the pump block return for touchdown, they're not winning that game. And it's to me, it was very fortunate for them, and I think it ends here.
0: It's hard for me to say a team should be favored after they've lost to Their opponent twice already the first time was a you know it was a it was a pretty it was it was it was a blowout and the second time it was a much closer game but either way san francisco won twice and they showed they could grind it out and then they showed they could blow them out so i understand when you look you know on paper but these games aren't played on paper you know unfortunately and Right now the 49ers have a um they have a confidence about themselves. And I think it's time to really give Jimmy G his flowers. It's really time no. to give Listen, listen man, listen. He's terrible. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. When he's on the field and he has a full season, his team is in the NFC Championship. We can say whatever we want to about how he performs, about how he throws, and he's a game manager, throws 10 times, blah, 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 blah. None of that matters if you're always in the winner's circle. And Jimmy Garoppolo, when he's not on the field, and we can go over this, and we know the numbers, we've heard it a lot, when he's not on the field, the 49ers aren't good. When he is on the field, they're in the NFC Championship game. I, do I think their team is and, better? And the Super Bowl. And maybe years even ago. the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? So well, he was, remember? <laughs> yeah, he was. They, they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. with an, uh, If a quarterback he didn't
1: overthrow the ball, with, he, they would have won the with, Super with Bowl. With a
0: quarterback who can't play, yet and still, he's gotten them to the Super Bowl. And with an opportunity to take them back. So, the one thing we know is that styles make fights. Sometimes it's not a matter of a team being better. But sometimes teams just have your number. The Dolphins, for whatever reason, have the Patriots' number. It's just what it is. Like the Bills have got the number and they've saved it at this point. Like they 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 have they know what the Patriots are going to do. There's sometimes these people these teams in your division. That's why they always end up beating up on each other. You just understand what to do. You understand the ask and right now it looks like the 49ers understand how to beat this team. And maybe, you know, at this point maybe the the Rams are a much different team than they were a couple weeks ago. And you know, they're winning games and they've played some good ones, but let's not forget they the Rams almost broke down in that game last week. They almost Super Bowled it. They almost, you know, they almost get the Atlanta Falcons and almost gave the Buccaneers that game back. So it wasn't like they were just unstoppable. They it's had, not like we haven't had a, seen that
1: from Sean McVay before. They had
0: a phenomenal first half. That first half was great for the uh, for the Rams. And the second half came and didn't
1: really fumble fumble fumble, 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 fumble. It's like,
0: what are we doing? You know, they thought the game was in hand. And I can see them. Similar to at, what
1: happened against the Niners in week 18. Now. Absolutely. And I can
0: see them looking at this going, man, we got this. We got this. You got Odell Beckham. We got Von Miller. We got uh the Jalen Ramsey back there. We got we good. We got this. And went in went out there and figured out that wasn't the case. Today obviously is for all marbles or the, uh, for to compete for the marbles. So I think they're gonna be a little bit better. But if I'm the 49ers, I'm all confidence right now. I've beaten you up twice. We fought two, uh, twice, and we're about to fight the third time. And both of those fights, one was a, a close decision. The other one, I knocked you out. So I'm confident going into this game. If I'm 49er fans, bang, bang. I know exactly what I'm thinking right now because I think I'm going to this game saying, yeah, we can win this game. And we yeah, will win this
1: game. I mean, you said styles make fights. I think that is big is the Niners' strength defensively is their defense over the middle the Rams like to use the middle of the field on offense. That's what they do. The Niners' weakness is the edge defenders. Their Their edge cornerbacks are not particularly good this year, but, but the Rams the are way more of a across the middle, crossing routes, get the ball out in the middle of the zones. So, I mean, the, 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 the weakness-strength battle is in the Niners' favor in that sense. The reason I'm so heavily picking the Rams is just purely from watching the last two games. I mean, the last two rounds. The Niners came out, looked good in the first half against the Cowboys, and then just stopped. And the Cowboys did not win that game. We had the Dak Prescott quarterback draw, slide, didn't pan out, had a chance to to tie that game and, and go to overtime. But the Niners were not overly impressive in that game. No. Last week I thought the Niners were awful. Like truly awful. Not
0: as bad as the not
1: as bad as bad as the Packers well, were. The, I, I, I don't think that's true. The Packers played better. The Packers should have been up like 28 to three at one point, but they couldn't finish drives. They were trash. They played better, but they didn't finish drives. (laughs) Look, the Niners offense couldn't do a dang thing. They couldn't. They weren't moving the ball at all, at all. And that's the thing. They got a blocked field goal and a blocked punt, and that was why they won the game. Their special teams won them the game, or the Packers special teams won them the game.
0: And I think that's the thing. Like, they still won, like, of course. And so, and I'm, not ta- I'm
1: not taking the win away from them, but what I'm saying is the Rams have played two of their best games of the season the last two weeks, and the Niners are skating are by. Are just
0: you know just
1: doing what they have to do skating to win, by.
0: and I don't think that's skating by. At some by. I point, think,
1: that will catch up to them.
0: Will it? it I think maybe so. in the Super Bowl. I, think, but I honestly, think today. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But I just I mean, and that number you were looking for, uh, as far as how many you know the the percentage. It's uh, 0.714%. So 71%. So that, means, so that means 10 of 14 games or 10 of 14 times uh, the team was able to complete the, the, the three-game the sweep. The three game suite. Yeah. So I'm looking at this. And, again, if I'm confident as I could ever be if I'm San Francisco, because, again, they haven't played their best game. The Rams have played two of their best games. And San Francisco is sitting here in the same position, and they've yet to really impress people. I think this is the day that Jimmy Garoppolo gets back to the Super Bowl. I just, I mean, honestly, and Kyle Shanahan gets revered as one of the top coaches in the NFL.
1: Well, there we go. The games are coming up in just a little bit. AFC title game is at noon, three thirty for that one. CBS for the AFC game, Fox for that one. Coming up next, I said we would talk about it. It was the big discussion. Sunday night and Monday morning this week after the overtime game between the Chiefs and Bills the overtime rules gotta change right we'll get to that next first I have sports football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 the fan NFL overtime rules back in the spotlight after the Chiefs-Bills OT game from Sunday where the Chiefs got the ball first, scored immediately, which was maybe the easiest thing to predict at that time. Neither defense was stopping either offense at that point. If the Bills got the ball first, I guarantee the Bills would have scored a touchdown and won that game as well. And it brought in the question of, Is it truly a good way to determine the winner of the game if the other team doesn't even have a chance to get an offensive possession? Now I'm torn on this. I am because the way it was explained that I thought was the best explanation this week that I heard was the bills did have a chance. Their defense had a chance and they didn't stop them. And Your team isn't just your offense. Your team is both your offense and your defense. And, hey, Packers, it's your special teams, too. It matters. So, your defense failed, and the Chiefs scored, and you lost the game. I heard that as an argument. I thought it was well put because it's not as if the Bills didn't go on the field. The Bills gave up all those yards in the final drive and gave up the touchdown score to Kelsey at the end. But – There is part of me as well that, especially in a game like last week, especially with how back and forth it was and how well Josh Allen was playing, it just felt wrong to end it without Josh Allen even touching the ball in overtime. It just felt wrong. And it came back again where everyone wanted to change the overtime rules. Remember, the NFL already changed the overtime rules because it was always instant sudden death. And then now it's, well, if the first team scores a touchdown, it's over. And then, if not, then there's multiple drives. Two things have happened with that. One, you've gotten more ties than you've ever gotten before because sometimes when teams go to overtime, they got nothing left. There's no energy. There's no nothing. You got only 10 minutes on the clock. It goes by quickly. You get two drives. Neither team scores. Game over. You get a tie. And then, you know, or you're getting what happened anyway, which is the team scores first and the game is over. Right? It's, it's either – it feels the same or you're getting a tie is how it feels. I know there's obviously going to be results in the middle, but generally that's how it feels. Why not just have it so that both teams get a chance? And it just, it, there are so many ways that you could tweak that to make it interesting, to make it difficult, however you want to do it. I don't think copying in the college system is the best idea because putting the ball at the 25 for an NFL team is like, okay, thanks. Here's a touchdown. But maybe there are ways to do it around that model where both teams start at a certain yard line maybe both teams start at the 45 yard line and you're not allowed to kick a field goal maybe that's a, maybe that's a good result right maybe that's a good thing you start the ball at the 45 it's touchdown or bust and then the other team gets to go that maybe fixes it right you're going for it on fourth downs it creates more drama you're not kicking a field goal you know, the only thing that would end, it would be a defensive score, right? Like if you throw a pick and they return her for a touchdown, maybe that's the end of the game, but maybe that's the way you can do it. Maybe that's the way it works. Maybe it's uh, you know, maybe it's just as simple as give each team a drive. And after the first two drives, you got to go for two or something. Or after that you move the ball to a different spot. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. You know, I, 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 I haven't read anything that's really been like, that's the one I want, but it just felt wrong watching it last week. As much as I think, yes, the Bills' defense should have done better, I hated not seeing Josh Allen have a chance.
0: How do tied ba- How do tied games in baseball
1: end? Oh, they do, there's no ties in baseball.
0: Extra innings, right?
1: Well, yeah. Oh, yes. How do, how do, there's how no do, ties in baseball? Yeah.
0: How do ties in basketball typically end? Right. Overtime. What happens at the end of the overtime and it's still tied? There's a second overtime. What happens at the end of the twelfth inning and they're still tied? There's
1: the thirteenth inning.
0: What happens at the end of the third quarter in hockey? Hockey
1: ties, right? No. Uh, hockey goes to a three-on-three overtime for five minutes, and if not, there's a shootout. There's going to be a winner, though, right? Yes. Why on earth is
0: this the only sport that I can think of? Except for t- soccer. soccer. you know, that ends. and you, you know, know, how much oh, you know the biggest sport in the whole You world. know how much Americans love soccer, right? Hey, you know what I mean?
1: Growing sport. We, I
0: mean, yeah, okay, I suppose. But to end on a 7-7 tie... A 13-13 game is stupid. I hate I hate ties. I don't think they should exist in the NFL. I say you let them play until somebody wins. As far as the overtime rules, I absolutely hate that it basically comes down to a coin toss. It comes down, you mean to tell me, this comes down to chance. If they score, which they did, you know, everybody, they scored in the, like two touchdowns, three touchdowns in the last 13 seconds of the of the football game, 20 seconds of the football game. So of course they're going to be able, like to your to your point, they're going to be able to score the minute they get out there. Mm-hmm. Give them an opportunity to go back. They scored. Let's put one on the fi- on the board. If they can't do it, cool. Game's over. No problem. But let them go back and forth and score until somebody wins. If that's a field goal and then this the other team scores a touchdown on the other end, there's no fan that's going to be upset about watching more football. Not one. And I don't know if there's any coach that's going to be upset about having to haven't have an opportunity to try to win the game i think we watched this amazing game with this incredible ending of this game and then it just kind of ended with a big wet fart
1: (sighs) can be relieving though sometimes it can be relieving
0: but that wasn't one of them that's how you knew there was more to come after that big wet fart because it was like oh this crap
1: well this is a good uh this is a good text as well 503-250-1080 and soccer when ties are not an option like in tournament games they go to pks they play two halves of extra time and then go to penalty kicks and they have multiple penalty it's not like the first guy who makes the shot wins same with the nhl it's not like the first goal wins you get both teams get chances to win we'll bring out the kickers but in the nfl it's if you get the ball first and score it's over it's over like Or so, score a touchdown I so
0: it's a, so I, I have to make sure i picked heads the only thing Josh Allen did wrong, I saw the suite. The only thing Josh Allen
1: did wrong is not choosing heads. But Tails never fails.
0: It did that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so that's the thing. Like he played a perfect game for the most part. He did everything right except for call heads. If he calls heads, he possibly wins that game. And we're talking about Josh Allen. And then we're also saying, what happened to the Chiefs? Are the Chiefs going to be able to get back to this point?
1: Cause they're... I think I think for me the biggest thing is I think you need to get rid of a timed quarter. Because you're either going to see defense is so gassed they can't stop anything. Okay, imagine, because some people have suggested, and I've seen on the text line, just play a 10-minute overtime and then play another one if it's still tied. Or make it a five-minute overtime. In Bill's yeah. Chiefs, what defense was stopping the other side? None. And what was the game that tied this year? Didn't the Steelers tie this year or was that last year? I remember there was, there was a game – Steelers versus somebody in overtime, and neither team had anything left. It was just exhausted players where it was like punt, 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 punt. Like That's not fun to watch. That's just like, okay, what are we doing? So get rid of the time quarter and just give each team a drive. And maybe that adds some – how about this? First drive, if you get the ball first and you score a touchdown, you can kick an extra point. If you get the drive, the second drive, you have to go for two. If you score. So whether you don't score a touchdown, and you lose, you score a touchdown and you get the two and you win, or you don't get the two and you lose. And maybe that's some strategy of, do you want the ball first? Probably because you want the higher chance of winning. But if you give up a touchdown, on a two point conversion, that's it. You're done. You lost. Maybe it's just that. Maybe start at the 45 yard line. Maybe start at the 35 yard line. First team goes and scores a touchdown. If they score, they kick the extra point. They're up. Second team has to go for two. How about that? no times you each get one drive each the game's over after two drives no yeah that's i mean honestly the nfl is full of
0: assumingly full of people that are really smart right owners and stuff like that that are billionaires and hopefully they you would think they'd be able to put their minds together and come
1: up with a plan that's better than the one they have now we will see maybe that was the one that that uh was the final straw that broke the camel's back and they'll actually make some changes all right we'll wrap the show up next this is football sunday on the fan Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Alright, we gotta get going here. We went super long today. Boy, I didn't realize how off the clock I was all show until just now.
0: Well, we had a lot to talk about. Yes. So, it happens. And then, you know, honestly, I think when it's just you and I or me and Joe or, you know, something like that. When it's just two people, you tend to just get more into conversation.
1: Well, and also like, the producer's the one who's like, hey, you should break now, but I'm talking and not looking at the clock, so I'm like, "Hey, let's uh, we're in the conversation. Let's go." It's multitasking, you know. It's difficult sometimes. It's difficult. I really hope today's games are good. Last week was so fun. Last week was everything great about the NFL. It's why the NFL is king. Was what we saw last week. So let's hope for some uh, some more great games. By the way, if you didn't know this, if you are a sports better, the DraftKings sportsbook app, which is now how we are betting here in the state of Oregon. You have to hit opt-in on it, but they are giving you two risk-free parlays of up to $25 using the same game parlay option. So if you go into Bengals Chiefs and click on the same game parlay button, you can make a parlay. You can put 25 bucks in it. If you win, you win the bet. If you lose, they will give you your $25 back. You can do one for each of the games. So you have to go opt-in and you can go do it. I did it for both games for myself. Either way, it's a free bet. You'll get your 25 bucks back. You can do less if you want, but, you know, they're giving it back, so why not try the $25 bet? And uh, so you can do that. So uh, go do that if you're a better and you haven't done it yet. Just make sure you go and find it and hit opt-in. A little, like, sliding thing that will show up on the first screen. You'll see it. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week. It'll be Pro Bowl week, so, you know, who knows Whoa. what we'll talk about. Not Pro, the Pro Bowl. Bowl. Not the Pro Bowl. We'll see you then. Now, 9 to 11, enjoy the games today, and enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody.